and welcome to another episode of the Today in Town Packers podcast. My name is Griffin. You can follow me on Instagram at AllDayPackers. And I'm joined, as always, by my good friend Braun, who you can follow on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers. And we are back, this time, over the internet? No, not over the internet. We are in person, sitting next to each other. You know where we are, Griff? We're We're not just in person. We're in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Green Bay, Wisconsin. Happiest place on earth, my friend. Are you happy? I am happy. I'm happy to be here, man. Happy to be here with you, Griff. Yeah. Mm. My dreams have come true numerous times. We've gotten to come uh, face-to-face with players such as A.J. Dillon, Matt LaFleur, not a player, but we were very close to Matt LaFleur today, Um, Romeo Dobbs, who's quickly becoming the uh, number one fan favorite player in many fans' hearts, including my own. We're here for training camp, of course. We're here for the week. Got here yesterday. Uh, When you're hearing this, it would be two days ago. Uh, And we're not leaving until Monday, August 8th, so we have plenty of podcasts to come this week, plenty of practices to attend, family night we're going to be at. Braun, uh, he's always wearing his at Lambo Leaper shirt, hoodie, and we're 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 trying to be in the front row of all these practices. So if you see us, come say hello. I will be uh, I will be joining him wearing a, uh, a a Packers training camp safari hat I got at the pro shop yesterday. So come say hi if you see us if, if you're at training camp. But uh, this podcast we're here to talk about the training camp practices that we witnessed today and yesterday, um, and a little bit about our trip and a little bit about what to expect. So Bron, what have you liked the most about the two practices that we've witnessed so far? Okay, well, there's two guys that, and and the one has been talked about a lot, but I'll give you one guy on each side of the ball. um, That sounds good. That has excited me and you. Uh, After we got a great view of practice today and and a lot of fun stuff went on, everybody's talking about Romeo Dobbs, and he has been as advertised. You know, we came in here hearing about how good he's been in practice and in camp, and of course it's a fourth-round pick. So you don't really buy the hype until you see it for yourself. And the way he's beating these number one players on our defense, these starters. I'm buying it. I'm buying it. I'm I mean, buying we're it, having, It's a lot of fun to see him work, man. He is very good. And in the absence of Christian Watson, he's come in and he's made an impact even as a fourth rounder. So far in, in practice, right? It's still practice, but they did it in pads today, and he was the standout guy. Uh, and, and we're talking about with, between starters, number twos, number threes, everybody involved. The 90-man roster, he's the guy that everybody was like, wow, this guy is one of the top players on the field right now. So it's just encouraging to see him really work, Griff. The play of the day today, the play that made me clap, made me scream, was uh, <laughs> during one-on-ones, Romeo Dobbs versus Eric Stokes. Eric Stokes, by the way, Jair, uh, he had an issue going on. He, he left practice a little bit early. So Eric Stokes, number one corner, number one cornerback for this team a lot, of, a lot of the time last season, going up against rookie receiver Romeo Dobbs. What's going to happen? I'm tapping Braun on the shoulder. Let's watch this. Here we go. And Romeo Dobbs absolutely smokes him, puts him in a blender, literally shakes him at the line, and then just runs right by him, which – Going, doing that against any cornerback, if he did that against KB on Entel, I would be on my feet. But doing that against Eric Stokes, that was incredible. And Eric Stokes was not happy after that play. Threw his helmet on the ground, and it got quite the reaction out of myself. And uh, Rasul Douglas, it was a great moment to see him kind of go to Eric Stokes, be the veteran that the Packers signed him to be, um, both on and off the field now. Uh, as you know, he went to Eric Stokes as still a young guy and, and then was able to kind of comfort him and then the DBs kind of got together a little bit after that and, and talked. Um, but you know, Stokes obviously did not like getting beat by a rookie and, and he's had such a great season last year. 
Um, but it was great to see Romeo do his thing on that play and really excite the fans. That's something the fans <laughs> have been dying to see. We haven't seen anybody do that um, in a long time besides Devontae Adams, who's no longer here. Right. Um, but it was a great play, and, and he's really showing his stuff. And I, I don't know if you mentioned yet, Griff, but the uh, – uh, we, we obviously saw at the end of the of the practice that big touchdown catch from Jordan Love to Romeo Dobbs in the corner of the end zone that was so impressive. Everybody's on their feet. and Last play of practice. Last play of practice. Way to close it out. He kind of early on with the one-on-one uh, with that rep against Eric Stokes set the tone for the practice and then kind of ended it too um, with that huge touchdown catch. Player of the day for sure um, in, in our eyes. And, and to me, he's the guy to continue watching moving forward to develop with Aaron Rodgers, kind of keep learning this offense and, and keep contributing in practice as we get to family night where we'll see a little bit more of some of the stuff we want to see in terms of uh, moving the ball. And we'll be there. We'll be there with great seats. <laughs> Very great good seats. seats. We're we, going to be in a great position again to cover this this football team practicing before this season. Yes, sir. Yesterday, it was kind of like a, a test run day yesterday because we got here at like 4 a.m. the night before or morning of, I guess. So we were like, let's not get there early. Let's just show up at 10.30, which is when practice starts. So we showed up at 10.30. There was no no room in the, the bleachers that are inside the fence. So we had to sit outside the fence in the back end zone, behind the fence, couldn't really see anything. It was fun, like, seeing everybody. But we couldn't really tell what was going on. But today, we had outstanding seats, got there at 8.30, uh, which is the time that uh, if you ever want to go to training camp, I'd say that that's the best time to show up is uh, 8.30 because there's there are people there already, but not enough people to fill up all the bleachers. And you're st- we still got front row seats really easily. Like we had our we had like a lot of choices of front row seats. So if you ever want to go to ter- training camp and you want to be inside of the fence and not have a terrible view, I would uh, I would try to get there about two hours prior to practice they don't open the gates till 90 so uh you're going to be waiting in line outside for about 30 minutes but it's worth it in the end because you get a great view of practice so that uh that romeo route against stokes during one-on-ones that was right in front of our face the impressive play he made in the back corner of the end zone last play practice couldn't really see that one as well that was kind of on the opposite end of the field but that one got the entire team turned up bro like romeo was so excited he's not a celebrator but he he stands up and throws the ball in the air and like puts his arms up and the whole team is jumping on him so like it was it, we could see just barely the catch but just by the reaction it had to have been uh quite an impressive play so these these guys who show out in training camp we see them every team has those guys that everyone gets all excited about like uh Jake Coomer was that guy in 2018 Everyone was so excited for him. He actually ended up getting injured that year, but obviously he never ended up being and probably was never going to be the player that a lot of people wanted him to be based on that camp. But uh, A lot of these guys that we get excited about in July and August are guys that are undrafted. Like, right, right, you know, right. This guy is a fourth-round pick. He's had some impressive games. I, I yeah. had posted about um, not too long ago a game where Romeo had 19 catches or something crazy like that and over 200 yards in one game when he was in Nevada. So I mean, he was a very... Very good player there, just at a smaller school. Um, but still, I mean, this is... So he's a little bit different, fourth-round pick. There's some expectations of where he could come in and compete right away, right? So that's the kind of... Uh, the difference between a lot of those guys like Jawan Winfrey and others who have excited people over the past few years. Um, but, but he does look really good, and, and I'm excited about him for sure. Yeah, my point was that, like... 
I didn't know how to feel about him just reading the tweets, but seeing him in person, he just looks like a receiver without even watching him play. He just looks like a guy who's going to be a difference maker. And then watching him actually run routes on the field, he is he is very special. Went to a small school, makes sense why he didn't get drafted very early, but going up against the likes of Eric Stokes, playing against the best defense in the league at practice, and he's able to make the plays that he's making, I'm very excited to not only watch him in the preseason, but watch him in the regular season because uh, it looks like he's going to be uh, getting quite, quite Quite a few snaps right away with especially with Christian Watson out right now which I wish we'd be able to watch him <laughs> yeah it's a bummer it's a bummer that we're not going to be able to watch him probably because Rogers mentioned what a few weeks yeah. he said that at his press conference even last though week. he was jumping up at the end of that catch with yeah Romeo. he's jumping he's riding bikes yeah I don't know we saw him riding that bike using that knee to get some <laughs> extra boost on the children's bike <laughs> yeah we were uh, up close and personal with him today yeah that was pretty cool didn't ask for a picture maybe Kind of regret that. He he seems like a very nice kid though. As does Romeo. Um, so these rookie receivers, I'm excited about them. Any another guy, Ron, that I know. We, you already know because we got excited watching him go at it with uh, with some of the offensive linemen. Devontae oh, Wyatt. Devontae Wyatt. He man. looked quite good today. What a disruptor he oh was. Oh my god, dude. Some it of was... the one on ones he was just dominating. I don't know if it's because I've never been that close to a professional football game in my life. Like, actual, actually, like, being able to hear the pads like that, like, smack each other. But yeah. uh, watching him just destroy John Runyon during <laughs> one-on-ones, that was, that was the best thing I've seen in my life, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that was incredible, dude. He was literally just, like, unblockable. He looked like, like, a, like a bigger Aaron Donald. Like, he was just dominant, dude. I cannot wait to watch him. Like, at this point, I don't think there's any kind of reality where he isn't a future all-pro. <laughs> like, dude, he looks amazing, man. He was, look, he was flying around. I mean, he, he was clearly faster than most of the guys that we saw do those other one-on-ones. I don't think you're overreacting. Maybe the Aaron Donald comment a little bit, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the other things, like, he, he's much faster than some of those guys that were out there, and, and he's doing that against our starting left guard, Griff. He is a rookie. He's coming in. He's physically just much bigger than many of the guys we've brought in over the years at that position. Um... He's very exciting. He's, he looks so fast. He was just so absolutely ferocious when he is attacking the offensive lineman. And he was getting to the quarterback within less than two seconds of, of when that ball is getting snapped on the, in those one-on-ones. And he's doing it in the game, too. He's picking his moments, though, I think. And he, he's smart about that. He's not giving it 100%. He's diagnosing what's going on. And when he's not going to be involved in the play in a way that he can disrupt things... He's going to make sure that he keeps that energy so he can have those big bursts when he knows he's got a shot at the quarterback. Right, on third down. like that's that. Those were the reps that we were watching when he was destroying yeah. John Runyon. Those were like passing snaps. Like mm-hmm. He's just going to tee off. He doesn't have to like he doesn't have to two-gap anyone. He's just going to try to get by you. And in those situations, he's going to be crazy. I think we're going to see him in those situations only because a lot of today he was playing with the twos. He's, that, that room, that defensive lineman room, it's very it's very crowded, man. Like it was one of our biggest weaknesses the last few off seasons. We have Kenny Clark just similar to the receivers. We have Kenny Clark and then nobody else. But uh, as of right now, it seems like Devontae Wyatt is behind guys like even T.J. Slayton, also Jerron Reed, also Dean Lowry. Like uh, I don't know if he's going to be an every down player right away. Like we're probably going to see from Watson and Dobbs and Quay Walker. I, I think they're I think they're going to kind of wait on Devontae Wyatt. But by the end of the season, it won't surprise me if he's if he's our starter. I think the good thing though is too, like you said, that room is so deep that they don't have to send Kenny out there for ninety percent of the snaps. That's right, man. They're going to be a, that guy. a lot of rotations can be going on now. 
um, where things are going to be a little bit more smooth. When we get to those big downs, these guys aren't going to be so gassed up. Um, and, right. and it's going to be a little bit better for us, I think, as a football team defensively in terms of personnel changes and, and the groups that we're going to bring in to have talent behind Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry and the other starters that were in there. Bringing in Jerron Reed, bringing in a guy like Devontae Wyatt in the first round, they just have so much talent. TJ Slayton was very impressive last year when he was getting snaps. He looked good today, too. He looked good today, too. The whole defensive line group was having a lot of success against some of those backup guys on the O-line. Yeah, our O-line is like the defense, <laughs> just average enough. Where the, the defense, defense won the day, is, for yeah. sure. It was very, That offensive line is given... Uh, Rodgers does not have a lot of offense. Yeah, Yeah. making it tough for Rodgers in the offense. But when they do have, uh, when the defense is having that success, which is most of the time when they're getting to the quarterback like that, a lot of the times, even on the plays where the offense was having success, it it could have been stopped with a sack, you know, if the defense was going 100%, you know. So you've got to be excited about what they're doing. And then once we get a guy like David back at left tackle, Elton back at right tackle, and, and then we can start filling in with the depth we have and not having those guys out there starting. It'll make things easier on both sides, and, and we'll be in a better position to win football games. Having this great defense compete against this really great offense and quarterback, it's just going to make us better. And then when we're playing teams like you know the Lions and, and all these other bad teams, it's going to be a lot easier, um, and we're going to win a lot more games. And like you were saying, with Kenny Clark playing 90% of snaps, it's the future of the NFL is playing with lighter defenses, with more defensive backs, because it's more advantageous for the defense to prioritize stopping the pass than it is to stop the run. So Joe Barry wants to play that way, with more defensive backs on the field to take away the pass game. Um, and it's hard to play that way when a team just can just commit to running the ball on you. And we've had games where teams commit to running the ball on us, like the Minnesota game in 2020, the San Francisco 49ers game, the Mike Pettin, two Mike Pettin classics right there, who uh, also wanted to play in a similar fashion. It's hard to win games on defense when a team is able to run the ball like that on you. And Kenny Clark has to be in there in those games for 90% of the snaps because if we take him out, then it's going to be even easier for the offense to run the ball on us. So now having a group that runs having a group like that that is so deep and Kenny Clark doesn't have to play that much because let's let's face it these linemen man they don't have the best stamina in the world Kenny Clark late in the fourth quarter gets pretty gassed and sometimes it can be noticeable that the defensive line is just struggling to just struggling to finish the game you know um, so having a group that runs that deep and we're able to sub guys in and out it's going to make the defense really really tough to stop and um, the offense, the offense, they know that. They know that after two days of training camp that we've witnessed because it's been tough on them. One thing I did notice, too, uh, and I'll, I'm going to go back to the defense a little bit in terms of depth, a point I want to make, too. But one thing we definitely noticed, and I mentioned to you, Griff, um, was the way that I felt the offense was just much more smooth getting in and out of the huddle, changing personnel groups. It looked like the offense was kind of caught up and ready to go at times with Matt LaFleur kind of at the helm. I think the defense can definitely get better with the sense of urgency getting in and out of the huddle and and getting the personnel groups correct based on what the offense is doing. Yeah, we saw a lot of running in and out from the defense. Yeah, a lot of guys a little bit lagging behind, and that's normal. That happens in games, but you want to get better at that, and doing it in practice is definitely not um, encouraging. So that's one thing I think we definitely saw. Um, and I think they'll clean that up too. But like we have a lot of that rotation going on, they're going to have to make sure that that is getting done efficiently. The rotating and, and the switching of guys in and out, especially on that defensive line, the way they're going to have to be kind of rotating to keep them all fresh, uh, they're going to have to figure that out. And hopefully they will over these next few weeks in, in the preseason and whatnot as well. Let's, let's move to uh, another point here. The defensive backs. So Jair goes down. He didn't even go down. It was apparently not injury-related. Really, I have no idea what happened there. 
Side note, I think his family was sitting right next to us, above us, so that was pretty cool. But uh, anyways, he, he was in pads at the start of practice, first one on the field like usual. Then about halfway through, he goes to the locker room, comes back out with no pads on. Don't know what happened there. But anyways, they the Packers, they dealt with that situation all of last year pretty much. So Eric Stokes moves to number one. We've got Rasul Douglas. And then no Chandon Sullivan this year, so guess who it is? Shamar John Charles, who... Man, I'm really rooting for the guy. <laughs> I'm really rooting for the guy, but he's in only in year two, and uh, he hasn't really shown anything that really gets you excited. So I think that has to be the number one weakness on this team, on especially on the defensive side of the ball. The secondary, the starting five in the secondary is incredible, but anyone behind that, a lot of question marks. Yeah, I, I, when you look at that group, they did bring in Keyshawn Nixon, who was hurt today rehabbing for pretty much that whole practice. Um, he looks like he could be a player, but he's more of a special teams more guy. Of a special teams guy. Yeah, right? he's going to be a special teamer for us, and I think he'll probably make this roster too. But he is going to be a slot guy, if anything. But right now it's Shamar, but he just hasn't looked great, and he's just he's one of the many guys that are just not showing up like in practice. Um, guys are beating that that second string group pretty well. Um, that's the thing. Like you, you can tell the clear divides when we look at this this group practice on a daily basis. The the secondary on the number two group is not very good, and the receivers are beating them pretty consistently. When it's guys like Winfrey and and even you know you go down that list, guys are Torre. They're they're beating uh, that that secondary in the number two slot group. So it's just you know that's one of the weaknesses that we're seeing, and you get to see that over the over the course of a few days of practice. And what are they going to do there? Maybe they add a body. Maybe they just hope that when Nixon gets healthy that their group is going to be okay. But there's a lot to be excited about with the group that they have starting. It's just concerning that if somebody goes down, and you look at any position, if, if Jair goes down like he was not, not practicing today, it's Rasul on the boundary, Stokes on the boundary, and then you got to plug somebody in the slot like Shamar. Like, in, in, Chandon wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible. He so, was a slot guy, man. He was we reliable had, enough. We had a guy who was reliable. Reliable enough, right? And and but now Shamar, we can't we can't label him as reliable. I don't think yet for sure. And that puts us in a tough position because all you need is one weakness to target. Yeah. From an offense. <laughs> we standpoint. always talk about that, right? Yeah. That, so that NFC Championship game, Tom Brady just going after. Chandon. At that time, it was Chandon and yeah, Kevin Chandon, King, yeah. right? Yeah. So that so that's the point. Like you got to have a lockdown defense where there aren't any clear and obvious points to target for a guy like Tom Brady or other good quarterbacks that can that can kind of do that sort of thing. Yeah, like this, the starting three cornerbacks are just incredible. Best trio in football, probably. But knowing that any of those guys go down, and all of a sudden we've got Shamar starting for us. The same thing Not goes great. right, and the same thing goes with the safeties. They mm-hmm. drafted Tariq Carpenter, but he's more of like a linebacker hybrid type, so can he be plugged in? An Oren Burks type? <laughs> Oren Burks type, gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. But, right, if, if if Savage were to go down, is it Vernon Scott? And are we confident in that? He did pick off Jordan Love to end Made team Made a great drills. play. That was not yes, not this ta- not this past practice, but the one before. Monday's practice. Uh, that was, He made a great play there, and Jordan Love made a bad throw. But, you know, can we rely on him consistently? Probably not yet. He's a good backup, but can he be the starter type if one of those guys was to go down? Are we happy with that? Are we confident in that? You can't be, You can't have a perfect roster. Not everybody's going to be a starter as your backup, if right. that makes sense. You can't have starters backing up always. There's <laughs> a lot of guys that just aren't going to be that way. But, Unless you're a receiver on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, yes. Why can't we do that, right? Why can't we just get another good player? I, but whatever. It's that's The point is, you know, it'd be better if we could have some more depth. The, but the good news is we don't need that yet. We have we don't have a need 
at any position at corner or safety because those guys are going to play and they're going to be healthy. Um, and until that changes, we're going to be okay. These are It's really nitpicking the roster, which Brian has done a great job of assembling, um, especially after the way that things ended with Devontae Adams, to keep pretty much everybody we want on this roster and add some guys, too, that are going to make an impact. We're going to have a chance to win it this year again, and that's all you can ask for at this point. So with Aaron Rodgers still here, things are going to be good, and, and I like the roster where it stands. But those are just some small things you notice watching a couple days of practice. Yeah, I mean, knowing that we lose the best receiver in football in Devontae Adams, one of the best offensive players in football, and yet we're still, we're still, re- we have a really strong roster, man. Like the PFF, they, they had their top 50 players. We were tied with another team for the most players on that list. We still have so many good players on this team, and outside of the receiver room, we're strong at basically every single position, and we go at least two deep of like Pro Bowl caliber players. At every single position. Speaking of two Pro Bowl caliber players, I want to talk about the linebackers a little bit because Devondre Campbell made one of the best plays on defense today. Rodgers drops what looks like to be an absolute dime. Do you remember who the receiver was? I want to say it was Dobbs, right? I want to say it was Dobbs. It doesn't matter. Devondre Campbell just uses his height, jumps up, bats it, and it's incomplete, and that got the crowd on their feet too. That was an incredible play, and just seeing him on the sideline, we didn't see too much from Quay today. We really weren't able to get a really good view of what he was doing. We're definitely going to look for him um, later in the week, but today we didn't really see much from him, but just seeing him on the sideline with Devondre, looking at them, like they're almost the same height. Devondre is coaching him up. It's just like that. I'm so excited for that pairing, man. Devondre last year, the first all-pro linebacker that we've had since Ray Nitschke, and we have another guy in Quay Walker who has all the tools to be as good as that, if not better than that, in the future. So, like, <laughs> oh, I'm just so excited. It's your favorite position on the team, Braun, outside of the quarterback. I know that. So, I'm excited to watch these guys, man, and they are the, the centerpiece of the defense. Yeah, I, I just love this duo, and obviously I loved the way Devondre Campbell played last year. And from the beginning, I was just so excited about how he was moving. We remember that week one game. A lot of people were trashing him. Week two, even. Week two as well. Things got, you know, a lot of people were saying, here we go again with the linebackers, right? But we saw how fast he was, how mobile he is, just moving sideline to sideline. Nothing like it we've seen in a long time, right? The combination of size, speed, pursuit... He's special. Man. Tackle he's ability special. and Seeing strength. Seeing it in person. And that hair, special, that flowing hair and that, that hair, got. Best hair on the team. Now that Devontae's gone, he's got the best hair on the team. Man. Well, I think Aaron might have a bone to pick with that uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> but I a mean, lot of good yeah. hair on this team. A lot of good hair Darnell's on Darnell's growing the hair out. Jones has grown the hair out. We're winning the hair Super Bowl this we year. We are, man. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, he just he's a special guy, a special player. And um, pairing a guy like Quay with him who... And it's funny because we watched them stand next to each other, Griff, and I said to you, these guys look identical body types. Like, they just have yeah. the same height. They look the same. Quay needs to bulk up a little bit more, and they're clones of each other pretty much. Yeah, basically. But I do like the way that Quay is, is going to be able to play for us in the passing game, which might let Devondre be able to do a little more in terms of rushing the passer, which I'd like to see him get more involved in too. But he's such a dog when it comes to the you know playing the passing game too, getting out there and covering guys. Like we saw today, like you said, he broke up that big pass that was going to be a huge completion. That that duo is going to be something special if Quay can continue to develop. He made a nice uh, a, a non-tackle stop on A.J. Dillon in the running game today, which we saw, which um, that's obviously encouraging. Can he? The key will be when the games start to come around, can he put him down on the ground? But, but I'm encouraged by, he looks like he can. He's got the size and strength. He, he's very long, and he's very fast, too. Um, special body type, special physicality, and, and the attributes he has of speed, size, and strength are going to be crucial to what he's doing for us. Next to Devondre, 
If we can have a guy anything close to Devondre next to Devondre, I mean, what more can you ask for there? Yeah, and a position that for the last how many years has just been a position that Brian Gutekunst and this front office has treated just as like, who's available? Who's on the street that we can bring in for one year? Blake Martinez, not very good, average linebacker. He's our starter because we just, and even after Blake Fifth Martinez. Fifth round pick there, right? Yeah, yeah right. Not, not, a, not huge investments, but for yeah. some reason they decided that but Clay now, was the guy that they're willing to put all their chips on in that position. And that's after we have an all-pro there right. for the first time in how many years? They like, must have found somebody that they exactly what they're looking for in I terms think of body had, type. It yeah. had, and maybe a change in philosophy with, with Joe Barry. Something I mentioned I've, very early when he was hired is he coached middle linebackers with the Rams and the Chargers. When That's, that's a thing. I mean, he's going to want a guy like possibly early. You know that that's a position he obviously is going to value, considering he that's his main position coaching wise. You know, right? That that's what I said, and and it's good it's good to see them valuing that position again. And I don't know if it's something you can credit totally to Joe Barry or if it's a you know something Brian. It maybe maybe it was just circumstance, right? But now they are certainly putting valuable assets into that position, and that is reaping benefits. It made us a different defense having a guy. Like the linebacker position, who's involved in just about everything on the defensive side and is is relaying those signals to the other players, we've got two guys now there that have extreme assets, whether it's the first-round pick for Quay or the millions of dollars and, and multiple years of contract we invested into Devondre. So right. it's very exciting to see them put all that into it, and, and the position's going to be one with depth, strength, and two really good starters this year. And going into the last like four or five seasons with the mentality of let's hope these guys let's hope this position isn't atrocious. Let's hope they don't miss too many tackles. Let's hope they just go where they're supposed to go. They're not gonna be playmaking guys. You know, guys like um Kamal Martin, they're not gonna be playmaking guys. Even Chris Barnes, who was starting next to Devondre Campbell last season, even Chris Barnes, it's like we know he's not going to be that good of a player. Now we have Devondre Campbell, who we know is a great player, and Quay Walker, who can develop into one of the best at that position. There's just it's such a such a huge turnaround, and that being the quarterback of the defense, the defense every everywhere else at all levels on that defense is already so talented. I'm buying into the hype for this Packers defense, and it looks like the rest of the NFL is too. I hear a lot of people around the NFL media land talking about how how good this defense is on paper, and watching it in person the last two days, they definitely look like they could be the best defense in the league. Yeah, uh, just top to bottom, it's the talent, the. The way they're playing together and, and the group of, of depth that they have, there, there's not many that can rival it. And, and hopefully they show that when it comes down to playing in these games in the regular season, which is very, very fast approaching. Um, but it's just, it's just exciting to be a part of you know camp and, and seeing what's going on and being able to report it once again live and in person. It's very exciting. Um, but you know a lot of exciting things coming too with family night and, and other practices where we'll get to see more of the development of younger players too. So. Yeah, it's exciting. If I before we get out of here, if I ask you one question, Braun, what are you most excited to watch the remainder of this week? A player, a position group, Matt Lafleur. <laughs> I like watching him coach. I really do. The 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 post practice huddle they had where you could just barely hear him and he was yelling, that was just inspiring. Got me riled up. Love coach. Gabe Burkich. <laughs> you know me, Griff. You know how much I love that wide receiver position, but I'm actually going to extend it to the group of pass catchers because, again, one guy, we, ha- we haven't mentioned a few of these guys, but Dominique Daphne, who, once again, friend of the show, we've Dude, had him on twice. Breakout star, man. He was absolutely balling today. He had 
many, many and catches yesterday. where he is the clear number one guy on these plays. I think he's going to be a big benefit of, first of all, he's going to make this football team based on the role that he's having as a starter on, in this offense. He's going to make this football team. And I think he's just become a guy that they're going to target in the passing game because he's, he's technically he's like a fullback, tight end, hybrid, whatever. Nobody's really going to expect him to be the number one target on some of these plays. And then he goes out, and it's clearly the read for him. And he's making the catches, making the plays. And even when he's not the number one read, which is more often than not, He's making those catches and doing things with the ball in his hands, so that's encouraging. Randall Cobb had a lot of great reps in one-on-one drills, and he continues to do his thing with Aaron Rodgers, So, uh, including one one-on-one rep where he beat Rasul Douglas for a huge catch from Rodgers, one of the better one-on-one reps of the day. He, he looks like, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be a legit guy again in this offense. And Amari Rodgers, who has struggled a little bit on special teams again uh, this offseason, but he slimmed down this offseason, somewhere between 13 and 16 pounds he's lost since the end of the season, which is crazy. But he looks really fast, and he's been making plays on offense. So in, in my opinion, I think we should just kind of bring him into the fold on offense and let somebody – got to find somebody else to do punts and, and kick returns because he's just not going to be the guy. they got to find literally anybody. Even Romeo, was he, he muffed a punt. Romeo had a couple bad misses today. Yeah. Like, I don't know what – the drill was interesting. I'm not sure if it was uh, – it wasn't a typical punt drill that they were doing, but these guys were not catching the punts. It was Romeo, it was it was Amari, whoever was back there. Ishmael Hyman was back there, who they just kind of signed a couple weeks ago. Nobody was catching those. They finally, a couple of them caught it, but it was just a very sloppy, messy drill. So I'm sure that the, the you know, Rich Bisaccia was not happy with that. And apparently Rich Bisaccia was cursing out Amari Rodgers after practice today. It, was, it wasn't good, but I, my hope and, and dream for Amari Rodgers is that he is kind of pulled away from special teams and, and can start focusing on offense a little bit more. And then maybe he can have the success, build back the confidence, and, and thinking, don't drop, instead of thinking, don't drop this, he can start thinking, I'm going to catch this, and then start doing the things he can do with the ball as that running back type build um, in the slot for us. And I, I think he's going to be a special player for it's us a if lot. he can do that. It's a lot to say that he could be Debo Samuel for us, but he could be a Debo Samuel type for us. Yeah. Like, he looks, he caught a pass over the middle today from the slot that he looked like, he looked like Debo Samuel. He looked Very fast, physical and quick. Fast. He would attack the ball with his hands, caught it in stride, and just ran like he, he flew down the field. Mm-hmm. Like, he could be a real weapon for us. And it's kind of, a lot of fans, including myself, have kind of, like, kind of forgot about what we thought, the player we thought he could be before last season where he he did struggle to stay he, he struggled on special teams struggled to get reps just wasn't very good but he, he's lost a lot of weight like you said he could really be a difference maker on this offense and then then Dom Daphne so man yesterday we had a bad view all around but we did get a great view of the tight red zone stuff that the starters were working on because they were closest to us because we were behind the end zone so we, we got a great view of all that going on and Dom Daphne, man, he's going to catch a couple touchdowns this year, I'm telling you, man, because he is so good in the red zone. He's such a big target, and he catch, he, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen one target of his that hasn't resulted in a completion. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, he's got—it looks like his hands have improved a lot. It looks He looks like a much better athlete. Like, I'm really excited for what he could do this year. And then it, it, that tight red zone stuff— Rodgers, he was he was missing guys like Sammy Torre. He was missing uh, Dubs. Dobbs, he actually hit a couple times. It looks like he has pretty good chemistry with Dobbs. But his best throws were always to Randall Cobb because mm-hmm. they're they know each other so well. You know, like he knows where to put the ball. Cobb knows where he's gonna put the ball. Like those two, Cobb, if he can stay on the field like he did for most of last season before Week Twelve, 
Uh, he, he was having a really solid year before he got hurt, and if he can just stay healthy again, which is a lot to ask of a 32-year-old, but him and Rodgers, without Devontae, he's going to be looking at Cobb a lot, and it, it just judging by how the offense looks schematically that we've seen in two days of practice, it looks like Cobb is going to get um, his fair share of targets here, so... It's exciting, definitely, this group of pass catchers. Even even guys like A.J. Dillon, or Aaron Jones we know is going to be a threat in the passing game, but A.J. Dillon, he looks so fast. He looks like like he's it looks he looks bigger than ever, but also like a better athlete than ever. Yeah. You know? like he, he, he clearly worked this offseason on a lot of different things, agility being one of them. Like He just looks very agile and athletic coming out of the bat, coming out of the break on a pass catch. Right, yeah. He's just doing a lot of things like a I want to say for sure, AJ Dillon didn't wasn't asked to do a lot catching the football in college. Actually, very very little. Right? That's he's developing this about. skill every year. This is yeah. a new every year he's developing that skill better and better, getting faster, getting stronger, and quicker out of his breaks when he's running routes. And uh, the same thing goes for Dominique Daphne. He you know he's not a he was never a natural natural pass catcher, but he's looking like that now. He's looking like a true tight end, and, and some of the things he's doing. Naturally catching balls, naturally running routes. He looks like a pure tight end out there now, and he's doing things like a receiver in the middle of the field with the ball afterwards. And he's a big guy who's who's getting better at that too every day and every year. So the, like these guys are just getting better, and and that you have to account for that when you look at the improvement of a football team. Green Bay has a lot of guys that are going to be improving just based on the fact that they're doing things with NFL coaching that they weren't doing at the college level. Right, right. Even like. Of course, it's it's August. It's training camp. We're here on vacation, so we're seeing everything with green and yellow glasses. We think everyone's going to be a pro bowler this year. But even Aaron Jones looks like he looks leaner, man. He looks quicker. He looks more like he looks like he like he's really improved athletically, even from last year, where he was already at that that level of talent. He looks really solid this year, man. So it, it, one of these running backs, Aaron Jones specifically, might lead this team in receptions. He might lead this team in yards, even. But um, it's going to be really fun because we've never had a receiver group like this, dude. Like, they're, none of them are really that good, as we know of right now. But coming from a, a, a group where every season we knew Devontae was going to get all the targets, now there's so much unknown, and there's so much excitement in the unknown, also fear in the unknown. <laughs> but as of right now, it's mostly excitement in this unknown. Like, which one of these guys, one of these guys just... Going by the odds, one of these guys has to be, like, really good. One of these receivers. It's probably, as of right now, I'm, I would put my money on Dobbs being that guy that surprises everybody. But Watson could show up right away. I don't think right he's away. surprising anybody anymore. Yeah, now not anymore. Know. No, no. Especially Aaron, when Aaron Rodgers goes out of his way to mention him as the first guy when asked about that group. That's impressive. I mean, you, that means something. The, he doesn't go out of his way to mention guys often. And especially when he's asked, what do you think of the receiver group? And he goes... Romeo Dobbs has been impressing me, you know? Yeah. That is right. exciting. That takes a lot. It takes a lot yeah. to get the, the attention of QB1, to get the trust of QB1 like that. Um, we've seen a couple great throws from Rodgers to Dobbs. But, um, yeah, it, it like is, is Jawan Winfrey finally going to put it together? He's been a – I call him a July All-Pro yeah. earlier. But he's been play- – again, July. He, he looks good. He's he winning looks in good. July again. He's he, playing well. Just He's quick on his feet. The routes are really crisp. He looks really solid. There's and, seven spots for these guys, though, Griff, right? Like who's yeah. going to be who's, – who's getting knocked out? Probably Hyman. I mean, Danny well, Davis. Hyman. Yeah, Hyman's I mean, a, he just got signed. I'm, I'm just, body. I know. I'm just naming guys here. Danny Davis. People are excited about, but I can't imagine he makes this team. Um, who, who else? I mean, well, we know the seven. I think Sammy. 
not gonna lie, I've been expecting Sammy to like really make a great play. Haven't seen it yet. Watkins but I, has made he made a couple plays today. Sammy Watkins. Yes, yeah, yeah Sammy plays. Watkins. Yeah, Sammy yeah. Watkins. Yeah. Um, I I think I think he's gonna he's obviously gonna make the team, and I'm excited for him uh, this season. But I don't know. I'm still waiting for him to like really blow me away in training camp. It's only been two days, granted. Um, yeah. I I think there's more for him to do. He's just getting back into. He didn't do a lot of team stuff today because he is. Still coming back from injury, so you know a Correct. lot of those. He he was not on the field much in in those move the ball drills for the record, but he is going slowly and slowly going to get more reps at that in that spot. Yeah, there's a lot of guys in this room. Seven spots is probably that the number that they're looking at. So it's going to be fun as we continue uh, the rest of this week to watch camp, to watch these preseason games. I don't know if I've been as excited to watch the preseason as I as I am right now, you know, in like 2019, I was really excited. That's probably the last time. I can't wait, dude. I can't wait to watch these guys in actual game situations. Romeo Dobbs. I'm excited to watch Jordan Love even, who's missed a lot of throws. And people... people he are, is mixing in a good day with a lot of bad days. Yeah, That's he, all I have to say about that yeah, one. He made two really good throws today, including the, uh, the impressive touchdown catch by Dobbs to end practice. But uh, there has been a lot of bad, including yesterday, uh, game-ending pick six to Vernon Scott. But I'm, ex- I'm excited to watch him in the preseason man i am because i don't know i don't know what to expect of him but I'm, I'm excited that's all i am it's still the beginning of this vacation we're gonna be here till next monday so i'm i'm excited to watch the remainder of this these more like a workcation all these podcasts we're going to practice important practice <laughs> no but, but we it's love fun it. it's we fun man. It. it's fun yeah. so uh stay tuned for the remaining for the remaining podcast that we're going to upload the rest of this week because we're going to be talking all things Packers training camp. Um, give us questions. DM us on Instagram, at Lambo Leapers, if you want to talk to Braun. At All Day Packers, if you'd like to talk to myself. At Today in Titletown on Instagram, if you just want to message both of us, because we're both on that account. Yeah. So uh, shoot us some questions if you want us to look for anything. If you're if you're related to someone who we haven't mentioned on today's podcast, uh, shoot us a DM. Tell us so we can talk about how they're doing. Tell us if you listen this far. We always like that. I always say that. But tell us if you listen this far, because it's, it's good for the morale of the show. Um, but anyways, we'll be back maybe tomorrow, probably within the next two days, to talk about Packers training camp. So stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening. Go Pack Go. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.